0: Is Christian McCaffrey a buy or a sell this offseason? All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madju.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mo- Mosier. She is Kate Magic. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Magic. Uh, Kate, today we are reviewing the 2022 seasons of the 49ers and the Bengals. My first question to you, is Christian McCaffrey a buy or a sell this offseason?
1: I'm buying, Marcus, and I feel like uh, I feel like I'm not alone in that opinion based on the current value of Christian McCaffrey uh based on his dynasty startup ADP if you bought the dip on Christian McCaffrey congratulations because uh in the most recent batch of dynasty ADP he was drafted as RB2 RB2 so maybe if you want to buy him he's not going to be a very easy buy um but he's skyrocketing up draft boards and I do think that he showcased plenty of upside here in his brief stint. Uh, Didn't look like the best, uh, you know, the the most promising season for him right off the bat. Um, Had a a few down games before his trade to the 49ers. But you've got to be blown away by what we've seen, right, in San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is coming from somebody who hasn't always been the biggest Christian McCaffrey fan. Uh, but I look at like the nine games that he played this year. If you remove the first game he was with the 49ers and then the last game when they were playing Arizona and they didn't really have a lot to play for. So those nine games where he was full go, he averaged 74 rushing yards per game, 45 receiving yards per game. Uh, he had five receptions during that time and he scored nine touchdowns. So averaging almost 110 yards a game, averaging a touchdown, I actually threw him a touchdown as well. Like, he's just a perfect fit for this offense, whether it's Trey Lance at quarterback or Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo for the millionth time. I kind of do think he's RB2. And, Kate, you look at, like, you mentioned the startup uh, ADP. He's being drafted as, like, I don't know, seventh, eighth player, kind of after that tier of the receivers, the Justin Jeffersons, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddell. I, yeah.
1: I can get behind that. I, and I, the thing is, like like we mentioned, uh, the the cost for him is going to be uh, pretty pretty darn high. But you know what you're getting. You know yep. uh, when healthy, he is a hundred percent producing. Uh, some recent trades for Christian McCaffrey, mm. a uh, 2023 first round pick. Uh, I can't see what number pick it is, so that's the caveat. I which would say it's not to- one of
0: the top two, I'm hundred percent in.
1: Okay, perfect. Me as well. Um, What about Christian McCaffrey for Tony Pollard and Calvin Ridley?
0: No, I'll take the McCaffrey side pretty comfortably there.
1: Okay. Christian McCaffrey or Dak Prescott in the Superflex League?
0: I think I'll take Dak in the Superflex.
1: Okay. I I think that you're getting a lot of value here right now for Christian McCaffrey, despite – how high the dynasty startup ADP is, the trade market doesn't feel as aggressive, which yeah. is interesting.
0: Well, my question for you, is he the clear cut RB two for you? Because obviously Jonathan Taylor is RB one. McCaffrey RB two? Does that feel right? Or would you rather go with the youth of Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker?
1: Um, I honestly all three of these players are kind of in the same tier for me. So I agree. I would take like, if we're in um, a a trade situation, I think a trade for all three of those guys straight up is, um, you know, a a fair offer. Uh, I feel like the value is kind of one for one, but in terms of a dynasty startup uh, I'll take whoever's available to me when I'm on the board. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Whoever's available latest on the board, that's who I want. Cause I think, all three pose very similar upside, but it's hard to argue with the immediate value that Christian McCaffrey has to your dynasty team. Um, it, you know, that upside's going to be very hard to compete with, even despite what we've seen from Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker.
0: Um, I I would lean Kenneth Walker just because he's, I mean, he's five years younger. And he's not coming off a big injury like Brees Hall mm-hmm. is. If Paul was 100% healthy, I would take Hall. Um, but I, I do like the safety of Kenneth Walker. Uh, I got a lot of other players I want to ask you about with the 49ers. Uh, but just really quickly, Debo Samuel. he He's being – we've been talking about this for a while now. I feel like Debo is undervalued. He's currently being drafted as wide receiver 16 in Dynasty Leagues. He's only 27 years old. What am I missing here?
1: I, I think it's – overall uh the narrative that this team is uh you know they've got so many options right like we heard them complaining about it at one point during the 2022 season um you know i think the the thing to know about debo samuel is again you're you're getting a lot of upside like you are with most assets uh on the 49ers team but you are getting a little bit of volatility and i do think that's what's uh, maybe scared some people off despite the fact that, um, you know, we, we've we seen him continue to perform uh, finishes the overall RB 36, but he missed uh, what wide four games 36. this yep. year wide receiver 36 uh, despite missing four games this year uh, only had two wide receiver one performances on the year uh, just two games with more than 20 fantasy points. So we definitely saw that overall ceiling decrease in 2022. But I think the better question, uh, like I understand why people are cooling on Debo. I really do. Cause what, what you saw on a week to week basis from him in the 2022 season wasn't overly inspiring. He only had uh, one game of more than 20 fantasy or sorry, two games of 20 or more fantasy points uh, in comparison to the five Uh, or sorry, the eight he had last year. Um, I I don't know. I I think the better question is why are you buying the dip and why is 2022 the anomaly season for you?
0: Because I just think he's one of the best players in the league and he dealt with a couple injuries going into the year and during the season. I mean, we saw in the Seattle playoff game, right? Like he is just such a dynamic and great player. And he's he's kind of going into his prime right now. He's twenty seven. He just turned twenty seven years old. And if I can get a player that had seventeen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns just a year ago, at wide receiver sixteen, give it to me because I I'm not sure there's five receivers better in the league than Debo Samuel. That's all.
1: I think that's
0: fine. That, I it's think just that's all right. on town like Amon Ross, St. Brown. Is nowhere near the player that Debo Samuel is now. The situations are a little different because he gets so much volume and stuff. But I, I just can't justify somebody like Amon Ross St. Brown being ranked as wide receiver six, and Debo Samuel being ranked as wide receiver 16. It's just such a gap in talent to me that I'll take the guy that's going, you know, 20 spots later in a draft.
1: Yeah, I think that that all feels fair. Um, I, I think there's just. I don't know. I understand the hesitancy, but I also understand the upside. So I think uh, it really depends on do you want to bank on talent? And if so, 100% Debo Samuel is a buy. But I also understand if, uh, you know, maybe you want to opt for a player with, you know, a higher floor whose ceiling is maybe a little bit lower. That goes back to how you like to construct your dynasty rosters for me.
0: We're going to talk about another. Forty nine receiver in just a second. Today's show is sponsored by Better Help Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions, and they're going to help you learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy Plus, it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. All you have to do is fill out the brief questionnaire to match you with your therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can move on whenever you want. Uh, It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That is BetterHelp.com slash locked on. This podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner here on Lifetime because they are the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's actually even better because they have so many great offers and features available right now to you. If you download the FanDuel app right now, you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus best bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on, my goodness, nearly everything. Money lines, point spreads, teasers, parlays. Who's going to score the, the first touchdown? Who will score the last touchdown? Will a safety beat happen? Will the National Anthem go over two and a half minutes? I think that's the number I saw this morning. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid uh, instantly when you win. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash to claim your no-sweat first bet. On Super Bowl 57, that is fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Kate, I want to ask you about Brandon Ayuk, who had over a thousand yards this year, uh, eight touchdowns, really felt like a breakout year. Are you buying Brandon Ayuk this offseason?
1: I am. And I do think that Brandon Ayuk, honestly, is a little bit of the reason why you might be but just a little bit more hesitant maybe on Debo Samuel because of the fact that I mean the two really had very comparable seasons, Marcus. Uh Brandon Ayuk uh had three games of twenty or more fantasy points in full PPR formats. Uh I, I mentioned with Debo Samuels twelve ranked tenth in total touchdowns, um, you know, eighteenth in receptions despite ranking twenty-fifth in total targets. Um, he was Really, really solid with, uh, you know, all of the opportunities, all of the opportunities he got, uh, ranked fifteenth in total fantasy points, twenty third in fantasy points per game. He was really, really solid. Um, I, like I don't know how else to put it. And you know, it the the beautiful thing Marcus is he's got a lower cost, and that's that's the kicker for me with Brandon Ayuk is the fact that. Do you know where he's being he's, drafted right now? Uh, I would probably guess in the mid-20s.
0: Wide receiver 23, yep.
1: Okay, there we go. Yeah, That fe- and that feels right, right? And, like, if I can get Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 23 versus Debo Samuel at, what do we say, wide receiver 15? 16, yep. I-, I think the upside is similar. The floor feels similar. I think, you know, me, Debo, you're getting maybe an extra, like, one – one to two fantasy points per game in terms of his um, rushing production. But outside of that, you know, it it feels like these two are kind of one for one. And Brandon Ayuk is the much more affordable asset.
0: He is. He just doesn't have the same ceiling that Debo Samuel has, right? Because you can't put him in the backfield and give him eight touches on a random week, right? Like it just, he can't do that. However, As like a pure receiver, as a route runner, I mean, it's comparable, I guess is what I would say. We're going to talk about, Kate, another receiver in our next segment that could possibly be traded this offseason, possibly. I wonder about this with IU because you look at San Francisco's cap situation and their roster, Debo Samuels getting top three money. George Kittle, one of the highest-paid tight ends in the league. Christian McCaffrey is the highest-paid running back in the league. Trent Williams, I believe, is the highest-paid left tackle in the league. Brandon Ayuk got a rookie contract. And with so many teams needing wide receivers this offseason. Would it surprise you if a team came in and was like, hey, San Francisco, Ayuk's your number two receiver. We'll give you a first-round pick plus uh, to take him off his hands before you have to worry about paying him. I just don't know if that impacts that possibility impacts your thoughts on him at all. Long-term.
1: Uh, no, I I don't think it does personally. Um, you know, I, again, we, we try to predict, you know, as, as much as we can, what teams are going to do. And, you know, certainly contract as part of that conversation. But I also think like blow it up this year. Like we've got at least one more year of him in the, the 49ers offense. Correct.
0: Yes. I I would think, I I, I don't think if they're going to trade him, it's probably next year.
1: Yeah. I, well the, so his contract, let's see, it goes through the uh, 2023 season, but they
0: have the fifth year option. I believe they have the fifth
1: year option. Um, do they take it? I don't know. Uh, I would 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 imagine you would. And then, uh, like you said, possibly trade him. Um, we'll find out about that fifth year option here pretty soon, but I I think you got to expect that we're at least going to get him with the team in 2023. They're just too close uh, to that championship that, you know, I I think he's, he's worth figuring out the money for, um, even if cap space does get a, a bit tight, but again, there's no shortage of, of weapons in this offense. It's, it's berserk. It's absolutely berserk that we can spend, This much time talking about all of these different assets and it still feels like we're not talking enough about all of these assets
0: and we have to mention the quarterback situation really quick before we move on um i mean you know my thoughts on brock purdy kind of going into the championship game i was buying brock purdy now it's completely different with uh the the, gonna have tommy john surgery could potentially miss an entire year uh that i would assume trey lance is going to start week one but what do you do with this quarterback situation, Kate?
1: I think you buy Trey Lance. I think if there's anybody willing to still buy Brock Purdy, you sell. Um, yeah, I like Brock Purdy a lot. Again, there's always been this sort of, um, you know, concern regarding his draft capital, etc., and that got magnified about a hundred times more uh, when we got this news regarding the Tommy John surgery. Um, not. Just is it about the immediate impact and the potential for him to miss the 2023 season, you have to look at what's injury is going to do overall for his arm. And what is his, what is his throwing motion going to look like? Uh, How much, um, if any strength is he going to lose following this injury? It, you know, it, it could be significant. So, uh, you know, if there's somebody who's maybe in a rebuild, who's willing to, you know, acquire Brock Purdy on the chance that he comes back and he's, he's Superman hero guy in 2024. I'll I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll take that and take whatever I can get for him. But I do think Trey Lance is the guy of the future. Um, and again, really nothing's changed since we first evaluated Trey Lance. I keep saying that uh, maybe the only thing that's changed is that it's been even longer since we played football, since we've seen him play football, but Marcus, like this guy came out with a very limited resume to begin with, and the one nice thing is we saw with Brock Purdy, uh, he, he was able to come in and execute this offense with limited professional experience. Yeah, so,
0: I mean, they're probably cheap enough that you could just go buy both and just hedge yourself a little bit. Uh, Trey Lance being drafted outside the top twelve quarterbacks, Brock Purdy being drafted outside the top twenty quarterbacks. Just go get both, especially if you're a super flex league and know that you have the whatever San Fran decides to do kind of covered going forward. I think that's probably the best option because, I mean, as we saw this year, like when Brock Purdy played, he was putting up QB1 numbers. And we've got to assume that Lance, because of his rushing ability, could put up, RB, or excuse me, QB1 numbers whenever he plays. So go buy both of them. That's our advice this offseason. Let's talk about the Bengals and what do they do at running back in 2023. Before that, I'm let you guys know that this podcast is sponsored by Blue Nile. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell you all, all, all you lovebirds out there, but you probably – had this marked in your calendar for weeks now. You probably already have the date all set up. Uh, you maybe maybe even got some, you know, chocolate ready to go, got the flowers already ordered from the florist. But if you haven't found the perfect Valentine's Day gift, uh, you should check out bluethyle.com. You can find jewelry as unique as her with her modern convenience convenience of shopping. At Blue Nile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft the perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile provides expert guidance, in depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place you in control so you can uh, forget all the usual hassles of the shopping process and focus on the romance. Blue Nile's diamond piece guarantees you, a guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of their own. Uh, Blue Nile can even meet you, or they can sometimes even beat their price. Every order is insured, and it arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free, and so are returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at Blue com. That is Blue com for up to 50% off Blue Nile.com. Okay, I want to ask you about the, the Bengals running back situation as we finish out our team previews here. Joe Mixon uh, was arrested last week. Charges were dropped, I believe, on Friday. Um, but he was outsnapped by Samaj P. Ride in the AFC Championship game. Mixed it a little bit up and down this year. Uh, The Bengals can release him. What are you doing at running back for the Bengals?
1: Uh, I'm I'm not sure what the Bengals do long-term, Marcus. It feels like they probably opt to release Joe Mixon just based on his current contract situation. Um, He hasn't been efficient, and as you alluded to, he was out-snapped in uh, the biggest game of the year, which is kind of crazy, but... I mean, Joe Mixon, he earned his contract, right? He he has been paid. Uh and now heading into twenty twenty three, carries just five point five million dollars in dead cap. Um, the ability for them to move on if they are just kind of ready, uh it that you know, that ability is there. He ranks seventh among running backs uh in total cap hit, third in cap hit for the Bengals team as a whole. I uh, the way they could um,
0: just really quickly they could cut him post U1 or designate him as a post U one cut and save over ten million.
1: And that's a lot of money. Uh that is a lot of money, especially for a team that's probably maybe looking to sign Joe Mix or sorry, sign uh Joe Burrow to uh what might make him like the most well paid quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. Um, but they're gonna need some money. Uh Joe Mixon, he's going to be 27 years old this year he's racked up the touches hasn't always been overly efficient with those touches and you know i i think uh, i'm i'm ready to move on i've never been a big joe Mixon person in fantasy right like he's Mm -hmm. just not been my style i don't like the the inefficiencies the ups and downs um had one finish this year as the overall RB one in that game where he had 153 action yards, four touchdowns, 58 receiving yards on top of that. And another receiving touchdown on top like that was the most uh, insane game of the season. 55 PPR points outside of that. It, you know, the ceiling wasn't all that particularly high and the floor was relatively low. Um, I'd be looking to move on. And I think, this is kind of the perfect draft class for the Bengals to do it in. There's a lot of depth at the running back position that that could open the door for them to move on, and not have to necessarily pay up uh, for immense draft capital to do that. Yeah,
0: I mean, yes, I, I think the the best situation for Cincinnati would be like bring back Samaje P. Ryan on like a two year, five million dollar deal and then go draft somebody in the second round, right? You don't need to use your first-round pick, but go draft somebody in the second round that can be with Murrow for the next four years on a rookie contract. And that seems like, to me, Kate, where the value is in this class. But even if they wanted to sign a veteran running back to cover themselves some more, like, let's, let's rule out the top options, like Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard. I don't see them paying for any of those type of players, right? Right. But what if they went out and got... David Montgomery on a reasonable two-year, ten million dollar deal. Like somebody that could be an in-between the tackled runner. Or what if they went out and got Raheem Mostert to give him some more speed on offense? Or what if it's Damian Harris, who is another tough inside runner? Like I, I could just it just makes a lot of sense for me to move on from Joe Mixon in his cat pit, invest that money into a similar running back, and save a little bit. So you can keep it for T Higgins, who is a free agent after next year, or Joe Burrow, who is a free agent in a couple of years. It just yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. I
1: think there's, there's uh, just, this is an interesting point, right? Um, Cause I mentioned the running backs in, I mentioned the running backs in the 2023 draft class and some depth at that position there. Uh, I, we didn't even necessarily hit on the number of free agent running backs this year. You mentioned some of them at the top, but this is a very deep year at running back uh, in Mm -hmm. terms of the free agency pool. Um, They're going to have their pick of the litter. So I don't know why they would necessarily go back to the well for Joe Mixon, who is aging. Um, He's, he's very high up there on the touch total and you know, I, I, just think, why why would they want to kind of consider continuing to play this game with Joe yep. Mixon when they, it's he's, it, a he's, he's a complicated he's a complicated guy he has
0: value but not at that price right maybe mm-hmm. and maybe that's what happens maybe they ultimately work out some kind of pay cut or restructure uh, to, to get and if I'm Joe Mixon i
1: I'd, I'd be interested in taking a pay cut to stay with this team so yeah because you're not that's getting... not to say it doesn't happen
0: right cuz again with the running backs i mentioned barkley jacobs um miles sanders tony pollard like he's not getting paid more than any of those guys and now it comes to like okay do you pay devin singletary more than joe mixon i think mixon's the better player but singletary doesn't have some of the off the field stuff do you pay a i don't know jamal williams more than joe mixon I, I would assume mixon would get more money than jamal williams but who knows right so i think you're right i think i think I think it seems likely that Mixon comes back, but maybe at a reduced contract, uh, we shall see. Uh, Really quickly, like really quickly before we go, no chance this team trades T. Higgins this offseason, right? No chance?
1: I don't think they can. Uh, Similar to like Brandon Ayuk, I just don't understand why this team uh, would necessarily put themselves in a position to sell when they still have a little bit of time left on the clock. Yeah. And T. Higgins is such an integral part of this offense, and what makes the passing game work yeah. um, He's a luxury, of course, like there aren't a lot of teams out there that have two bona fide wide receiver ones. the Bengals have it, so again it's a luxury, but it's also a luxury that that helps sustain the floor of your franchise quarterback and gives him what he needs so I think the the Bengals have a lot of big decisions to make. Does that impact his dynasty value at all for you, Marcus? Cause it, no. it doesn't for me.
0: Uh, there aren't many teams that have two number one receivers of the rosters, except for the two teams that we talked about today, the 49ers and the Bengals. That's probably why they were two of the final four teams left in the playoffs. Just outstanding rosters. So much talent galore. Uh, and I assume that both of these teams are going to be right back there next year. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis and in the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, all the same places that you get to live the Dynasty Podcast. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you guys next time.